Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? Well, this is especially true at world-renowned shop Extensive Metalworks in Houston, where cars and trucks aren't just customized, they're literally transformed. The owner and mastermind of it all is Bill Carlton. He and his team design creatively outrageous cars and trucks for people around the globe. They literally turn ordinary rides into the extraordinary. It didn't take long for the world to notice, and this translated into Bill's hit television show, Texas Metal, which has been featured on Motor Trend for years. They've been renewed yet again and are currently filming season five. NC Shop Talk welcomes in custom car industry standout, Bill Carlton of Extensive Metalworks. Hey, man, thank you very much for having me. I love coming on your show. Just, you know, I love using your product. You know, it, it helps us stand out from everyone else. John, all the interior guys just, they couldn't live without your product. Oh, thank, I appreciate that. I mean, you didn't have to say that. I mean, I want this to mostly be about you guys. The relationship that I developed with Bill was really through John. And, um, you know, obviously, they're, you know, their interior guy there, uh, Twisted Interiors, John is his handle on Instagram. And uh, John is a stand-up great guy. A quick little story, similar to what happened uh, with another one of our customers. I had a, uh, when COVID hit, we, right before we planned and booked a, uh, a race, we were going to do a track battle at SEMA 2020. And um, John asked Bill and Bill's, you know, it was for charity for kids. We were trying to figure something out to do with kids and or the military that still was in the works. And Bill right away said, yep, I'm in. And I, I, Bill and I never spoke. So kind of tells you the kind of guy he is. And of course, John trusts me and I trust him. So it's a, it's a nice, it's been a nice marriage. You know, I've, I've known John Burgess for probably about 25 years of my life. And he is a straight up dude. I wouldn't have somebody other than that, you know, running the interior shop. It's so much a part of my life, man. So if John Burgess comes to me and says, Hey, let's help out here or help out there, man, I'm in, yeah. I, I don't, I don't need anything further from that. You know, I trust him. And if he trusts you, he, we're I'm both in. good. That's what he said. It's funny. Cause it's the same thing. He's like, Mal, he's a good dude. You're going to, everything's going to be fine. I promise. I was okay. I'm in whatever you want, whatever you need, let's do it. And, um, absolutely. Relationship man. Is, absolutely. Is both, I mean, we don't really know each other either. We never met in person up until SEMA a couple of years ago, but, uh, it was right. more just online and just BSing back and forth on social media. And we got a little nice little rapport going and then we spoke and that was it. And then it took the relationship, you know, kind of took it took straight took up from dude. there. Straight yep. up, dude. But, you know, thanks for making it on, Bill. I know how busy you are. You know, between the two of us, it, it wasn't easy to get on here together. It, it's not, <laughs> Man, <you> know, no. <laughs> it, not quite like maybe giving birth, but it was close. I mean, we were, we were really making it difficult there. So Almost nine months, but. No, come on. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this thing. When I watch your let's show, Texas Metal, the thing that always comes to mind for me, and it's literally every time, and it didn't dawn on me until I started writing the interview, is extremes. Extreme ride heights, extreme motors, extreme designs, just extreme. You know, It's pretty easy for everyone to see that, right? 
So here's something else Bill apparently takes to extremes. From what I've heard, and you see it on the show, your test drives of the cars you build are legendary. Apparently, you test your builds to the brink of death. What can you tell us about this? You know, I'm, I've always been really, really, really hard on my vehicles. You know, it, it goes back to my high school days, you know, getting my driver's license, getting a, a speeding ticket, you know, the second day I've, I've had a car. You know, I want to put it to the test. I want to see what's really going on. Yeah. I don't see a customer driving a vehicle harder than I do, you know, and, and really testing out the way I do. And man, I really take my business to heart. Uh, I love what I do. I love building, you know, custom vehicles. You know, it, it all started out being just suspension. So it was, it was all about going down sunny drive, turning on the hopper road and really getting down to it and seeing how a vehicle really, really performs. Pushing it. And that's what, yeah, man, that's what the business has been built upon is giving the, giving the keys back to the customer and, and having pride in that. I mean, that's yeah. just, it, it wouldn't, it, you know, there's too many people worried about the paycheck and worried about paying rent. Thank God my dad, you know, left me with the property that I'm on. You know, my shop is built upon the property that I grew up on. So there is no rent. There is no nothing. So I can totally focus on doing what it needs to be done. If it takes a day longer, if it takes a week longer, if it takes a month longer, I'm going to do the job right it takes. and not yeah. have to worry about, oh shit, I got to pay the rent. Oh no, no, let's, let's get rid of this and I got to get paid. Yeah. It ain't like that, man. It ain't like that. Thank so God. Basically, you know, my dad set me up for success. success. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. My dad set me up for success too. And he was tough as nails. He's still tough. I'm 45 years old. And sometimes I just shake my head. I'm like, you know, at this point, could we, you know, can we relax a little bit? Um, but it's no. good. It develops drive. It develops character. <laughs> you know, put your head down, get it done no matter what. That lets you know there ain't no slacking up. No matter no, where you get, no, you ain't allowed. slacking up. No, I would drop 30 in a basketball game. And the first thing my father would say is, hey, what happened on that one play? And I'd say, when I went yep. behind my back, he'd say, no, when you bounce it off your knee, it's what? <laughs> So yeah, yeah. He, was, he was tough. Um, good job, but. Yeah, good job, but. What about this? As far as the show goes, Texas Metal, is there any news you could share with us? I'm sure you get this all the time. If you can't answer, I completely get it. But is there any teasers for season five? Something you want to like break here man, and say, hey, look. That's just, can't do it. Nothing. You got to watch, man. Nothing. Motor Trend is. Give me, give me this much. Is this something you've never done before on a certain thing that you're real proud of and excited for? Stuff like that? I'm always really, really proud of the latest and greatest. And, and you know, it's not just me. It's everybody at my shop is stepping their game up. Every time, hey, unlocking the door the next day. Today's a new day, and we're going to kick ass again and, make, and do better the than the next day. Love that. Man, every day. Every I love day. that. Well, that's why you are who you are, Bill. That's why the shop is what it is. Teamwork, Absolutely, you know, man. Singular focus as a team, 
to go in there, kill it, get better, better, and better. I mean, you're obviously an elite builder, an elite building shop, but you still want to get better. That's why you stay where you are. That's why there is that a season is five. what it takes to be successful. No yep. matter who you are or what you're doing, yep. you got to love what you do and, and go in and kill it every day. That's and you awesome. know what? I messed up. I'm. You know what? I didn't do it. I'm going to improve it this time. Yeah. I'm not going to say, you know, I didn't do it well last time, but oh. every time you learn. If you're not learning, you're you're not improving in your yep. yeah, man. It's, well, if you could let us into your brain for a second, when you're starting from scratch on a build, give us your creative process. Everyone's different, but basically how you go from square one when you're handed a job, designing, thinking, from bring and then bringing the build to life. How do you start? How do you progress? Give us a little bit on that. You know, you I've been asked that a million, million times. You know, when you look at something, you know, no matter what the job is, no matter if it's a, a quick little day-to-day job that you got to get in and out, or if it's just a, it's, if it's a, a crazy astronomical build with unlimited budget, you know, it does not have an effect on how you're looking at that job. You're, you're trying to see the end of it and what's going to be the grandiose look of the end project. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what you try to foresee and everything. And I don't know, if it's just a, a quick little suspension job or if it's a quick little paint job or a quick little interior job, you want to get the biggest bang for the buck. You want to give that customer like, this is what they've been waiting on. This is what they've been, if they've been saving up for 10 years to get that job done, or if it's just like, oh, you're, they're writing a check for whatever it is, mm-hmm. you want to give them that, damn, this is, this is, man, this is what this I is waited something. for. This is what I, this yeah. is what I've been, I didn't even know I was looking for it, but now you show me what I was thinking in my brain. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that is the reaction. We're like, oh my God, I didn't think. It was going to look like this. I had no idea. I, I never could have pictured this. And that is what, when you're envisioning in the start of a project, or like, how am I going to make this really, really cool? And how am I going to make this different from the last one? How am I going to make this different from anything anybody has seen before? Yep. And that's what we try to do, you know, all day, every day. Let's no make two it things different. Alike. Yep. I haven't seen this before. Let's do that. Right. Let's figure out how to make it, you know, something totally different. I mean, no matter what it is, I want to make it cool. And that's nice. what we've been, we've been doing since, you know, 1994 is just killing it, man. Doing, getting a, a different train of thought from everybody else and just putting everything you and, are in, and everything your guys are into the bill. Everything. Yep. And then some. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, exactly. it's not a, you know, the job that I do, the job that everybody that works for me isn't seven in the morning until 530, which is our normal hours. We, you know, nine and a half hours a day is, is a normal day for us. It's not nine to five, you know, and then clocking out, going home and hanging out. It is getting to work, busting your ass. And if it's, three, four, five in the morning. If if you work 30 hours straight to get a job done, we do it and we get the job done. Get it I done, mean, no right? matter what it is, we make it happen. I mean, that that sets us apart from anybody else is just, just killing it, man. Get just, it done no matter what. And this leads into the next question. 
you're aggressive in your work style. You're aggressive in your designs and pretty much everything, obviously. Uh, that's fair to say, right? Here's a couple of little gems I dug up on you. So you got to answer true or false it. on these. Come on if, with you, it. if you want to elaborate a little bit, you can. The first one, John told me that you're essentially banned from renting cars from almost every rental car company <laughs> in the planet. True or false? Oh, man. Well, that, I wouldn't say everyone. There's still some I can, <laughs> you know, swipe your credit card. You could, but, you could still get on Thrifty, you know, but everybody else, you're done. I've had a, uh, I've had a couple little incidents that might have, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got some good stories. Uh, so when you when you travel and there's no rental car to be had, what do you do? Hijack Uber drivers? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's Uber now. <laughs> Oh, God. He actually, when he told me that story, I brought it up right away. He knew exactly what I was talking about. It reminded me of that movie, um, uh, Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Yeah. When Cole Trickle and Rowdy Burns, they rented the cars to go to a meeting with the NASCAR president. Oh, and, yeah. Hell, maybe they got that idea from you. I don't know. <laughs> I've had some really, really good times in rental cars. For uh, sure. Me too. I don't know if I'm as crazy as you. I got a car story I'm going to share later, but I don't know. Rental cars, I, it's always, uh, yeah, you, you got to feed some speed to your rental car for sure. Here's another true or false. And this one is more on the personal side. Over the years, especially the beginning, whenever your wife would go out of town for something, you get her car, throw it in the shop, and put new wheels on it, bag it, do modifications, and let's just say she didn't exactly authorize it. How did that go with her the first time you did it? Oh, man. You know, we have a long history of that. And, you know, <laughs> that history goes back back in the you know, mid nineties. So the budget back then wouldn't allow for like custom springs or anything like that. So cutting right. the coils, you know, back then putting the, the wrong wheels and tires on something that just rubbed and scraped and rode like crap is, you know, she you're getting your feet, you were getting your feet wet learning at your wife's expense, yeah. basically. Basically, you know, had a, had a, how did she a donor card experiment on, you know, she was cool with it. I mean, now she says she don't like it, you know, cause her tastes are a little different, uh -oh. but back then she was cool with whatever, you know, I've got a really cool wife that's been with me through thick and thin and better and worse already. So that's awesome. You know, yeah, that's great. Man, 23 years now. Yeah. I know you, I know you're a big family guy, so I wanted to get her involved. Um, you know, with something or get the family involved in some way with this. Now, a lot of our listeners are interior guys. So you have two great mm -hmm. craftsmen there at your shop and John and Aaron. John, I've grown close with, like we talked about when you guys started using our stuff. As a perfectionist, I was surprised to find out that you pretty much kind of steer clear of the interior shop and let them do their thing. You give, man, them, you you know, know, give them a lot of latitude over there. How do you do that? Because I know you're so good at so much. How do you just like punt or, you know, you know, you know, like I said, man, I mean, John has been a really good friend of mine for 25 years and I, I have ultimate faith in him. You know, yeah. I'm not an interior guy. I don't know how to sew myself and I don't, I don't know how to build certain projects when it comes to interior. So 
you know, I have to rely on his expertise and exactly. and what he loves and what he knows. And, and what he's passionate I have the about. ultimate yep. faith in him to just go, man, hey, do your thing, John. There's and, a lot of guys hey, that won't is, do that though. This is kind of what I want. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, but a lot of guys, like, a lot of guys won't do that, Bill. They won't. The reason for the question is just to prove the point that you're a team guy. You're not. I'm going to micromanage every single solitary aspect of this thinking car and that's it. So it's a testament to you that, you know, guys that have their expertise, you let them run, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, John just, he surprises me every time, just like, like a customer. It's like, I'm the customer, you know, when John shows me, Hey, check this out, check that out. I'm like, Oh man, I didn't even know you could even do something like that. John, that's, Man, you were it's surpassed what I was thinking. Yeah. Man, you're you you kill it, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good stuff. And, and he does, man. He 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 does. He's not only awesome. a really good friend, man. I, I really respect you know the work that he does. Oh, that's great. Do, do you just John or you guys have like a preferred leather vendor or carpet vendor that you guys lean on the most that maybe some of the listeners would want to know? Oh man, John is I'm like I let him do Pick it all. Yep. Oh, there's a lot it. of great leather guys out there, carpet guys out there. So yeah, man. I'm sure he's got his go-tos like anybody else, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, he knows the ins and outs of all that. So I just let him run with it. And while we're on the vendor talk, I wanted to get to you. And I know you guys have vendors you trust. You can't live without. Give us some that are like, you know, without them, you're in trouble and maybe some vendors that might fly under the radar that the listeners are going to be excited to hear about that you guys use for different things in the shop. As far as what? Yeah, it could be anything. Tooling could be parts, supplies, you know, like Miller welder master. I mean, what kind of, what guys do you guys use a lot as your vendors? Oh man. I, you know, I've, I've always been a Miller welder guy. I've always been, you know, a Carhartt guy and I've always been a Mac tool guy, you know, mm-hmm. All those are just, you know, it's pretty prevalent on the day-to-day that we actually use. They're not paid advertisements. They're not anything like that. We use what we works. use what we use. Yeah. I mean, we use the what works best. I'm not, you know, that stage where somebody puts something in the background. We're like, I'm gonna use this on camera, but when the camera's not around, we're gonna use some. Yeah, you use you what know, you like. What really works. What so works if you see something on Texas Metal, we're using it. We're using I it. I mean, yeah. that's that. That's no. Yeah, and it ain't just because they gave no it to BS. you free. Or I mean, that's. You know. I mean, everybody's been fooled by TV before. Everybody's been products been shoved down their throat. But Texas Metal is one of the very few shows on TV in history that just gets down, gets to work and they show people how to do what they do and do what they love. Yeah, it's not a lot of fluff and socializing. It's work. And we get down and work our ass off yep. all day, yep. every day, myself included. And, and that's, it's just a group of guys that come together. I've really assembled a really, really unique, uh, specialized group that, that love what we do, man. And 
we kick ass. If it takes till four in the morning to do what we do to get the job done, we do it because we love it. Not to clock OT hours on somebody. We do it because we love what we do. And we love and not only what we do, we're loving what we're creating to show the world. I mean, right. that's, there's a lot of cool things of what we do that people never see, but we do it because we love it. That's awesome. You guys have sometimes, and I, you know, I watch the show from time to time. I, I'm not a huge, you know, television guy on stuff based on work. I try to escape a little bit, but in a lot of the episodes I've watched, you guys are like on the edge of out of control on some of these cars that are just trash. Like, 90%. man, there's a, there's a really good explanation for all that. Yeah, that takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time. You yeah. know, when you're filming a show, you have this much time to create the show yeah to turn it into the network well most guys most tv shows are like man that's that's way too much work to do this or this or this i mean that's not to say there's many 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 uh businesses shops that can do what extensive does but there is really really small amount of businesses that can do what we do in the time that we're allowed to do what we do. Yeah. But how do you, the main thing that I also noticed is probably 90% of car, 90% of people out there, maybe more that see a car that's trashed. They're going to punt on it, walk away and say, there's too much time, too much money, forget it. And you guys could take it and resurrect it from, you know, from the depths of depths of hell and turn into a, turn into a gem is it a pride thing mm-hmm. for you? Is it just a confidence thing for you and your team? Like what makes you take on a wreck and turn it into something special? And man, it's all that. It's just like, I like the pride <laughs> I mean, part. that's, yeah. it's everything. You're like, Oh, the, if, if I just see something like, man, and this is going to be, I can make this into something cool. Yeah. And it's not too I can far make gone this for even you. Better than cool, and I can even make this. Nobody's ever seen this before. This is a perfect opportunity to show everyone what could be done. You right. know, not just, you know, not just, uh, you know, a certain parameter like, oh, let's highlight this or highlight that. Let's show the world that this group of guys, I'll put them up against anybody, anytime, right. anywhere. It's not We're going to win. We're going to kill it. We're going to create the coolest ever. It's and not that's, just layups. That's just what we do. Yeah. It's it's us 15 guys against the world, basically, is what, you know, I, I think about the way I approach everything. We're going to kill it. We're going to show everybody what's up. We're going to show everybody what they need to emulate what their customers are going to expect from them. What, what, Hey, I seen this on TV. Why can't you do this? And I'm giving you all this money. Why can't you do it? You know? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of people that got a lot of catching up to do. Um, It might be tough for you to whittle down this list on the spot, but can you give me, I don't know, maybe like your Mount Rushmore of guys you looked up to, before you started, like these are the guys I really, really looked up to coming up and I thought they were awesome and I wanted to be them and better. Were there any builders out there or it was just you and just a dream? 
you know, picking up a hot rodder or a street rodder, you know, boycotting and Boyd Connington was the, you know, I wouldn't say God, but he was the man. He was the most well known is, for a long time. Absolutely. I mean, he he set the standard for so many, so, so many uh things, man. I mean, I, I gotta give him the most I, I think he is the most influential, the most uh goal setting for for i mean anybody alive today i think he is the the aspiration to many yeah, many top, many top many, many yep part. i mean that's you know there's there's a ton of people underneath that but i you know i would respect boy connington more than you know anybody around today wow that's awesome okay you have a big fan in industry young gun, Dalton Lovejoy. I don't know if you know Dalton. His company name is Dude Lovejoy. He designed. I'm not familiar with Dalton. Okay. He designs and builds truck, lifted trucks in Ohio. He's a young kid. He's got more, as much work ethic as anyone I've ever seen. Love His it. creations are killer, and he's only 22. He has questions for you. He said, All first right. one, when did you know it was a right time to expand your shop and start hiring people? Man, you know... There, you know, I didn't set out a goal of like, I'm going to, man, my grandiose plan isn't like, I'm going to, I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to build this shop and I'm going to have this many people and I'm going to do this many things. It, it never worked out like that for me. I never had, you know, the way I started, you know, I was working, my dad sold, started a steel company for me to buy and sell steel, hated it. It was a great idea for, you know, what he loved, but I hated doing that. You know, it was the property that I'm still on right now, but I had my, my house that I grew up in. I was living in it, walking out the door to the back, you know, buying and selling steel. And I hated it. You know, when the shop wasn't busy, I would work on customers' cars which was just buddies at the time would give me a couple of bucks to do this or that. Yeah. All right. And that just kind of evolved into my buddies, buddies coming to, you know, pay a little more money. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm going to do this or that this week, you know, as I'm doing other stuff. And that kind of evolved into this or that. And finally a good friend of mine needed some work to do. I'm like, well, shoot, I need a little help at the shop. And it kind of evolved into that and just kind of evolved into need needing another helper. And that was it. So you weren't, into, afra- you weren't afraid to expand and hand things off, even though it was a little daunting. You have to pay someone, take on a staff. I mean, you just rolled with it. Man, I'm still rolling with it. I'm still, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not easy any day in any business that I know of. I mean, I'm a, very integral part of what happens at the shop all day, every day. And man, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the basic basic premise. There's no fear, go for it and grow, which, you know, that's probably what he's looking to do now. I mean, he's, he's really, he's really growing. Um, Man, if you get your ass up every morning, you go to work, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. And you know, nine times out of 10, 99% of the time, I figured it out the hard way, but I'm mm. still figuring it out. Yeah. And the other thing I liked, we touched on earlier for anyone listening, figuring it out 
don't always do it on your own. I mean, you got to rely on your experts. You know, like we have our sewing machine technicians. I'm not fixing a machine. I'm useless. You know, my father's enough to be dangerous. He ain't going back there and fixing machines every day. You let your right. experts do what they got to do. And, you know, that's it. I mean, that's, you got to have experts in what you do. If you want to grow, you want to stay a, you know, one man shop and it works for you based on what you do. Great. But if you have these grandiose plans of having a monster shop, you're going to have to hand off something to someone at some point. Um, no doubt. No yeah. doubt, man. He also wants to know what's your bread and butter, huge builds and small jobs too. And which do you find more profitable? That's a very good question. You know, that's, that's, uh, you know, of course you have the day-to-day business that's very, very important as far as paying the bills at the end of the month. I mean, you have to have the day-to-day and, you know, the big bills I think are going to, you know, that big wow factor when you take it to a car show or you take it to the gas station, People are going to go, oh, wow, this is really cool. Where'd you get that done? 99% of the people in the world can't afford that big build, but yeah. they can come in and spend you know, a little bit of money with you that's going to help pay your bills. So the, that day-to-day is going to, I think, is probably about just as important as those big bills, for sure. You got to have that day-to-day still rolling in, still making money and still yep. getting that in and out. But the very important thing is not only having that day to day, making that, that big job, that big customer really happy. You got to make that guy at the end of the day, that's coming in and spending a hundred bucks with you, 200 bucks, 500 exactly. bucks, 2000 bucks. You got to make that guy happy because he's going to go tell all his buddies and he's going to be back to spend more with you and more Eventually, with you. Yeah. Maybe he's, one day it, that's it. he's going to be that yep. big customer. No, no, it's, it's all that is integral. It's not, yeah, you focus on this or focus on that. It's, it's all relative. It's all, it's all it all works. It all fills big, in the, it all fills in the day. That's for sure. Absolutely. I'm going to put you on the NC shop talk, rapid fire, hot seat. I'm going to fire off some quick questions. Come on. Give me quick answers. First things that come to mind, just quick answers. It'll be easy. Do it. Nothing, nothing crazy. All right. Your favorite flavored ice cream. Oh, come on, man. What are <laughs> you doing to me? I'm a mint chocolate chip man. What do you like? Oh, man. Ice cream. Just going to be random stuff, dude. I don't know, man. It's all cars and nothing. That's it. <laughs> Vanilla. I hate to say the custom car guy that says plain vanilla. What the hell? That ain't That's not a yeah. correct answer, right? <laughs> All right. True or false. Your team tells me you like to randomly throw fireworks at them when they're not paying attention. Oh man. That's, that's one of many things I throw at them, man. You got to get their attention, right? You got to get them to work. Would you rather give up your guns or Texas barbecue? I'm not giving them no guns. I got, uh, me too. If you're, dri- <laughs> if you're driving one car or truck for the rest of your life, what is it? Oh man, come on! I don't have a tank yet. I I've seen the tank. <laughs> I have a buddy who has a tank. An old customer. He just passed away a few years ago. I swear he's got a had a tank. Had a tank. He was driving <laughs> I up love it. and oh, he loved I love that it. Thing. Yep. Is there? You have a favorite exotic? Favorite exotic car? 
Man, you know that that's 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 a real tough one. I really don't have a favorite on that. You're not an exotic. And there's man. so many. I love so many. Um, you know, there's. I'm a Lamborghini man like, since I was a little kid. Lamborghini Countach hooked me, and ever since, and unless this is the Diablo, which is gross, I've loved every Lamborghini they ever made. But um, all right, what's your firearm of choice? Man, I just got a new 308 that I haven't even shot yet. I got. The Alexander Arms, 50 cal, the AR-1550. Man, I've I got a bunch of firearms. I love them all. I yeah, mean, you're a true Texan. Cars and you cars can't and have a, a pistol without a rifle, and you can't yep. have a rifle without a pistol. You got to have all that. Got to have it all. I got an That's AR, it. I got a nine, and a uh, a 45. Yeah. Okay. This one, this one's tough because I, I I don't even know what I would do. But are you going to embrace the battery operated car movement? Or are you going to fight them forever? Man, you know, that's a that's a great question. And, you know, I have two answers for that. Part of the, the automotive driving experience isn't just, you know, what we all grew up on is not only the exhilaration, it is the sound. It's I used the, to say the sound. Yeah. It is most definitely part of the sound. The not only the squealing tires, but the engine revving, feeling it, and, and the smell. All part, all of that is creates automotive guys and girls, right? Yeah. I mean, that is all part of it. You come home, you're working on cars, and you smell like you've been working on cars. You know, yeah. if, you know how your car is running just by how you smell, and and that's all <laughs> part of it, man. Yep. That that helps. You know, a car guy learn how to work on cars. That that I mean that that fuels the whole automotive experience. Yeah. Right. So you're you're always gonna have that. And on the other hand, I just ordered a, a Tesla plaid. So we'll we'll you're see. Gonna, it, I mean, <laughs> you're gonna have to, and then knowing you, you're gonna take it to some kind of extreme and just mind blow everybody. Um right. Right. Well, I have a story, and I want to compete with you a little bit because I know how crazy you are. But what's the craziest thing you ever did in a car? Do you have one that stands out from the rest? Man, that's, you know, that's to be determined. There's always crazier stuff you do. Come on. I got one. All right, here's mine. Have... I'm going to brag on myself for a second here. We were in high school, and my grandfather, my grandfather taught me how to drive when I was 13 years old. And I was driving Lincolns and station wagons the size of Kansas. My father found out. My mother, they freaked out. My grandfather couldn't have cared less. He's like, if we, if we get in trouble, we'll switch real quick. And he's like, all right. So I just kept going. I'm not going to stop my grandfather from taking me out on the highway at 14 years old. By that time, yeah, by 14, I was on the highway. So my friend Chris, all my other friends, a lot of them, I'd help them learn how to parallel park or I would just parallel park their cars. And I had this thing where I like driving in reverse. And he's like, man, you're good at driving in reverse. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's different. So he goes, I dare you to drive to my house. So I'm like, to your house? It's like <laughs> two and a half miles away. And he goes, uh, it was just, you know, and, and I go, I'm in. Boom. Drop the hammer, put it in reverse, right out of the driveway. He goes, are you doing it? You got to stop, 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 stop. I'm not stopping. So, and I was a good kid. I never really got in trouble with anything. Two and a half mile drive to his house in reverse, you know, a decent chunk of it on a main road. We're passing cars. He's freaking Love out. We're, la we're laughing our ass off. It had to be, you know, 15, <laughs> 16 different turns, just straight in reverse, pulled in his driveway, 
Fruit and Park, I'm like, get out. And we laugh for, I don't know how long. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, doing, your, doing your interview made me think of that. And I got, I, I haven't thought of that story in a long time. That's awesome, man. All right, let's finish up this way. Do you have a, um, I don't know, a bucket list thing that you still want to do one of these days, whether it's an activity, doesn't have to be something work-related, just something you want to do for yourself. Is there a bucket list thing out there you got to get done? Man, there's a ton of stuff, but, you know, as far as, you know, like in a car, man, I want to drive a car on two wheels. I'm going to do that here real soon. Okay. I'm going to do a big jump on a couple of, you know, ramp to ramp, dirt to dirt. I'm going to be jumped in something really far, really soon. You, you need to sponsor a dirt track team and be the driver. That's what you need to do. I think you'd have Man, a I'm fun definitely going to do that. some Maybe like demolition. I want to do something. Exactly. I want to do a, uh, oh, crash up derby. Man, that's, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Takes know, like 17 animals and just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and take that I'm many, a, you know, probably the next week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Before I go, I don't know what I'm going to do it. But I'm calling you. You may be one of my first calls. I want a, I, I want a cannonball. Since I've seen that movie as a kid, Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run 2. I, I'm not dying without cannonballing across the country, but I'm freaking going for it. I want to win it. Oh, like gumball or something like that. Yeah, yeah. man. I, the ca- I, I got, I'm I in on that. Big time. So that's the one thing I want to do before I go. Hey, we'll podcast across the country on this. That'll be fun. I don't, I, you gotta have a you gotta have a good wheel, man. You gotta have someone that's not shy. I mean, you're gonna get tickets, you're gonna get pulled over, it's gonna be ugly, but you know. Oh man, um, you know, you asked me about that story in a car earlier, man. And you know, a few years back, you know, my wife had a vet, so I drove that thing crazy anywhere I went. I mean, everywhere I went was at least 160 miles an hour. <laughs> Fish and the car would shut off. Yeah, it was 170 was the fastest the computer wow. would let it go. And that was that was normal hitting hitting that, right? You know, I had a a friend of mine riding with me in it, and he's never been fast in anything before. Over, you know, I say fast, he hadn't been over 80 miles an hour in anything. Oh god, so he we're must have going a diaper for that ride. We're on the, the Hardy Tollway, you know back in the day where they took before they had just easy tag, they took coins. So you'd have to throw coins in it before the arm Uh would lift up. Right. Yeah. So he was with me. He was in the court. It had to shoehorn his ass in the vet. Right. Cause he was probably 380 pounds back then. You were probably leaning. Oh, for sure. And the, the vet was already low. Right. It was low to the ground already. So, and I'd already knew it would go underneath the, the arms, right? The, For the tolls? Tollway arms. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I already knew it was low enough to go underneath that. I went under it many times, but with him, we were hauling ass down Hardy Tollway, going back to the shop after lunch. And I'm like, man, I'm going to give this dude a ride. Right. He already knew I was kind of half crazy, crazy when it yeah. comes to cars anyway. Right. So we're going 140 miles an hour and I go underneath the, toll? the tollway arm, oh. you know, with him in it. He is freaking out. He thinks he's going to die. Right. Haul ass. I speed up and we're going 165 ish in the vet. I mean, 140 right? through a toll booth. That's serious. Yeah. It's, it's normal. 
you got easy, easy day. My, my friends used to laugh because I would go through it doing 60 and make them like hold on my left hand on the wheel and throw the quarter in or whatever it was and make them <laughs> doing 60. But I think the right. 140's got me beat. You ain't got to pay it at 140. Yeah, no, you ain't paying nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we go down a little ways and I'm going coming up on a hill. So I slow down a little bit, right? Go over the hill. I'm like, look to the left. I'm like, and I see lights and immediately look up oh, and boy. I see lights co- pop on. Right. And I'm like, Oh shit. That was a cop. Here he comes. I'm like, Oh, big John, what do I do? Should I stop? He's like, I don't know. So take off. So I get oh, off of the next exit. I'm like, man, I, you know, I don't want the cop to know that I'm like running from him, but I'm not going to like act like I know he's behind me. Right. right. So I get off take a right, go down to the next stop sign. I'm like, and it was on a Saturday. So it was a soccer game going on that I find out, you know, later that big soccer game traffic everywhere. Oh. So I'm like the third in line. I'm like, Oh shit. And the stop sign, I'm like, Oh my God, the cops, he's going to be coming around the corner any minute. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting to go on my turn. I'm like, Oh, next one, er, next one, er, next one. Er. As soon as I go up to the stop sign, you know, I take a right. So I'm going to take a right and go down the next road, take a left, right. I go to the stop sign, take a, take a right. right. And I look back and it was just fall. So there's no trees, you know, there's no leaves on the trees. Oh so God. I look back on my right shoulder to see if he's coming. As soon as I'm getting out of his sight, I can see him. I'm like, Oh, shit. he sees which way I go. Right? <laughs> so I go down to the next stop sign to the next road. And I'm I'm behind these same people that were at the stop sign before that. So I'm waiting on them, waiting on them, waiting on them. As soon as it's my turn, I take a left. Rah! And I look back, and he's just now at the stop sign I was just at earlier. And I'm just hauling ass, almost out of his sight. He can still see me. I'm like, damn, he can still see me. Yeah, and you can't run the radio either, dude. That's the problem. So as soon as I get up like out of sight there's a soccer field to my right so mm-hmm. i pull in there and there's a bunch of people going on and i find the uh empty parking place i pull in i'm like man i don't even know what the hell to do then you know i just get out of my car and get on the phone and big john's still sitting in the car he's freaking the hell out because they ain't yeah. never been fast or anything now all of a sudden cops are chasing us yeah he's looking at jail so time, he, yeah. he yeah I get out. I'm walking. I don't know what I'm calling a friend of mine. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, Cops are chasing me. You might need to come get me out of jail here in a minute. And about that time, I hear the cop. "Ah!" He passes us. Wow. I'm like, oh, shit, man. I'm on the clear. About that time. Here he comes back. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. So he pulls in right behind my wife's car right and at, whose car is this what's going on whose whose car is this and he's yelling he's he's so pissed off he's yelling spitting right come and i'm like oh it's my car what's going on i just kind of kind of walk up to him you know what's going on this your car yeah where are you coming from i said man uh, i was on hardy get over here he throws me against his car you know how fast you were going? Man, not really. I was going a little faster on Hardy, but I don't know how fast I was going. <laughs> God. He's pissed. 
he's like, man, you should be going to jail right now. You're going so fast. I'm like, man, I don't know how fast I was going. He goes, look in there. Look at my radar right now. So I stuck my head. He let me put my head in his car. 147 is what he clocked me. And he all of a sudden, he got cool with me. He was he was like, man, you shouldn't be going that fast. This is my road. My wife had uh, personalized plates on the vet said my road. Oh, boy. He goes, this is my road. You don't drive like that on my road. But, hey, man, slow it down. He let me go. Well, he probably liked the he way you drove. He let me go. He probably liked the way you drove. And I'm thinking it was a great something day. to do with that because there's no man, way in hell you should have been day. in the clink. Great should have been not to clink. go to jail that day, right? <laughs> should have been locked up for that. Evading, yeah, it was a lucky resisting, day that day. You know, endangerment, the whole nine. Yeah, he... He helped me out that day for sure. Oh, man, that's crazy. Well, listen, Bill, this was so much fun. I don't even want to stop talking. I mean, the stories are great. You are awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. I know everyone's going to love it. And I uh, just appreciate you. Thanks for thanks for making the time. Hey, man, thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate your help and, and really your what you've done for the shop. And, and oh, it's uh, nothing. nothing. Using your equipment is, you know, it's what we need for sure. That's nah, what man. we need Thanks, to do. Dude. You don't have to do that. Thank do what you so we much. I, I appreciate that, Bill. But uh, No, no, no doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. And you guys are great. Keep it up. And uh, season five, guys, it's coming. They're renewed again. It and, is uh, coming. It keeps getting pushed back a little bit here and there and here and there. Like, you know, every other thing in the world because you can't course. get the part That's you need right. and, and do what hey, you need to you get, get done. If you get renewed but, this many times... You're good. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.